You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from beautiful Orlando, Florida. If you are a regular listener, you may have noticed that I I. I said the intro slightly differently than I typically do. I had some friends at lunch today uh, kind of uh, just kind of pointing out how I, I usually emphasize the four. I usually say theology for the rest of us. Today, I, I wanted to change it up. Today is theology for the rest of us. So shout out to Johnny and James. I said that slightly differently just for you. They weren't making fun of me or anything. They were just just pointing it out. And we had a, a fun a conversation about that over lunch today. Anyway, let's dive into the meat of today's episode. This is episode 63. And I'm going to answer the question, how should Christians judge? Really, this is kind of part two to a previous episode. If you've been a regular listener, you might know that way back in episode 26, I answered the questions, uh, the answer to the question, should Christians judge? Well, a few weeks ago, I got an email from a guy by the name of Anthony, who's a regular listener of the podcast, and he listened to that episode, and he didn't like some of the things I said, and he was kind of hoping uh, for some clarity. So I realized that in his email, uh, when I got it, when I read his question, I thought to myself, there were probably some things that I didn't say clearly enough that I probably need to go back and re-clarify. So in a lot of ways, this episode is both part two from that episode, as well as kind of a re-clarification of some of the things in that episode. Now, I want to start off by saying in advance that I love all of my listeners. I know I've said that a bunch of times in so many episodes. I am so thankful. And so it may seem a little bit odd. It may seem like maybe I'm uh, attacking Anthony or I'm being combative toward him. That is not my desire at all. If I come across as attacking in any way, I apologize. I mean it wholeheartedly and sincerely. That is not my desire. Anthony, if you're listening to this, my hope is not to attack you or to dog you or come at you with all sincerity. My desire is to simply bring clarity where maybe I wasn't as clear as I need to be. However, there are some things that Anthony said in his email that I do think have some flawed logic, and I will push back on them. So later in the episode, you're going to hear me kind of challenge him a little bit. Again, I'm not attacking. I'm just wanting to make sure that we bring to the to the forefront some of the flawed logic that would cause us to avoid judgment. In that episode, I talked about the idea of judging and judgment simply being a form of assessing. Anytime you see someone or something and you come to a conclusion about that thing, you have, in essence come to a judgment or you have judged that thing you've assessed it it's it's like a judge in the court of law has to look at evidence or has to look at things within the case and has to make a determination this is what a jury does in a in a trial right in the court of law they look at the evidence and they come to a judgment they come to a verdict they make a conclusion about what they believe to be true based on what's in front of them now in that episode i made it clear that all of us come to judgments and conclusions about situations and circumstances and people every single day of our lives. All of us do. It is physically impossible to go through a day without facing the opportunity and the need to make conclusions. Right? Sometimes they're really small and insignificant. Sometimes they're really big. In that episode, back in episode 26, I, I kind of used a funny, silly metaphor where I talked about going to eat lunch at Chipotle. When I walk into the restaurant, I make a judgment as to whether or not I think that restaurant is worthy of my 
of my, you know, my customerhood or, you know, is that, are they worthy of me eating there? Are they worthy of my money? Are they providing me a service and a product that is valuable and worthy of what I'm about to give them? So it's really important to understand, understand that making judgments in and of itself is it negative. Like a lot of times in our society, people say, well, you can't judge me or only God can judge me. And they make it seem like judgment is a bad thing. Now, judgment can be a bad thing, but in and of itself, it's not inherently bad or negative. It depends on how you judge. Every person judges every day. Let me give you another quick metaphor. Uh, again, this is kind of silly. I didn't use this in a previous episode, but I think it's helpful. Have you ever been driving down the road and you're approaching an intersection where you do not have a stop sign or there's no traffic light, right? Like you're driving and you're driving, you know, full speed at the, you know, whatever. Maybe it's the appropriate speed limit. Maybe you're speeding. I don't know. But you're driving toward an intersection and then on the crossroad, you see a car driving toward the same intersection, but they've got a stop sign or a, or a, a red light, but they're driving really fast and maybe out of, out of the corner of your eye or through your peripheral vision, it feels like they're not going to stop, right? So what do you do? You slow down. Like, even though you don't have to, like, you have the right of way. You could drive right through that intersection at full speed if you want to, but sometimes you slow down because you're not sure if they're going to stop, right? You know that you're going to obey the law, but you're not sure if they're going to. And to avoid an accident, you slow down. And then at the, you know, at the last minute, maybe that person like slams on their brakes. So, you know, they, they've stopped at the intersection. Meanwhile, you've slowed down, even though you've got a green light or you've slowed down, even though you don't have a stop sign. Has that ever happened to you? It's happened to me a few times in, you know, in the last few years of my life. And I I kind of chuckle, but in that moment, you're making a judgment, right? You've come to a conclusion about that driver. You don't know anything about him, but you know that that driver is driving at a speed that you're not sure they're going to stop at the, at the red light. And to avoid an accident, you made a judgment. You came to a conclusion. I'm not sure they're going to do the right thing. So I'm going to take precautions to protect myself and the people in my car. Well, are you being bad? Are you being negative? Are you being mean when you make that judgment? That's what people will say. Well, you can't judge. That's mean. That's wrong. Don't judge. No, no, no. In life, you have to make judgments every single day about other people. Sometimes you have limited evidence. Sometimes you have a lot of evidence. It really depends on the scenario and the, the circumstances. It depends on the person. It depends on your relationship with that person. There's so many variables that, that, that come into play that force us to make judgments that force us to come to conclusions about people and circumstances. And all I'm saying is that when you are forced into those moments and you will be forced in those moments dozens upon dozens of time every day, and you don't even realize it, right? Every day you're making conclusions and judgments. And in the Bible, Jesus makes it clear that he wants us to judge fairly and righteously, right? There's a right way to judge and there's a wrong way to judge. All humans will judge every single day. All of us will. But we as Christians, in our desire to honor God and to honor Christ, we should judge people only in fair and righteous manners. Give people a legitimate chance and judge them on the appropriate evidence. Don't judge people based on your biases or your prejudices or your preconceived notions or on maligned facts or evidence. Like, Make sure you give people a fair chance and you judge people appropriately. There's a wrong way to judge. There's a right way to judge. You should never judge people the wrong way. You should always judge people the right way. So I want to just spend a few minutes talking about what is the right way to judge people. And really the right way to judge people involves having the right attitude when you're judging. Let me read you the email that that Anthony sent me just to get a feel for what I'm talking about or the context for why I'm bringing this up. He says, hey, I just listened to episode 26 and I heard we're supposed to judge for the good of others. 
Then he says this, what if Joseph's brothers judged it better for him not to be sold? Seems to me Israel would be perished, uh, would have perished during the famine. I'm not so sure that we can ascertain what's in someone's best interest anymore that we could judge them or ourselves for anything. You judged it okay to eat at Chipotle, but it could still have been wrong, even though you judged it right. You may have been wrong in your judgment. Perhaps ask God if you should eat at Chipotle. Some really good thoughts that I think Anthony brings up, and I think there's some some thoughts that he brings up that I want to challenge a little bit, but I want to say first to Anthony, thank you so much for being a, a listener to podcasts. I mean that wholeheartedly, so uh, I'm a big fan of all of our listeners. Thank you so much. Uh, I also want to dive into some of the things I, I want to say emphatically that I stand by my thoughts. I, I believe that we ought to judge as long as we do it properly. Now, when I say judge, I'm referring, as I've already said emphatically, I'm referring to just simply coming to conclusions, making assessments. Just like in my Chipotle example, I judge that it was good for me to eat the chicken at Chipotle that particular day. However, Anthony is right. It is plausible that maybe in my attempt to judge fairly and righteously, that maybe I came to the wrong conclusion. Like Just because you judge properly doesn't mean that your judgment will end up in the right result. And that's why Jesus is speaking to, he's speaking to the attitude with which we judge, the process that we go through while we're coming to conclusions or making assessments. It, he is not guaranteeing that we're going to come to the right results. In fact, Anyone who's ever read anything about the New Testament or studied human psychology understands that because of human nature, there are going to be lots of moments where we pass judgments, but we end up being wrong, even though we did it the right way. Like Just because you do something the right way doesn't guarantee you come to the right result. It gives you a higher likelihood you come to the right result. It comes you a, makes you much more likely to be right, but it doesn't necessarily guarantee it. Anthony is completely correct. It is definitely possible that I could have judged the chicken that day at Chipotle to be good, but maybe there was some bacteria in the chicken that I didn't see, right? I would then come to the conclusion that it was good, but my conclusion would end up being wrong. I would conclude that it was okay to eat the chicken, but I end up would end up getting sick, right? Here's the problem with, with, with saying that that is the rationale why we shouldn't judge. Like Anthony's point is that because I don't know everything I need to know, then I shouldn't make a judgment. Well, by, with Anthony's logic, should I just sit in the parking lot and not eat? Should I just fast every day? Like, no, like at some point I'm going to be forced to make a, make a judgment. Making no judgment is not an option, right? I must either determine that it's good for me to eat the chicken at Chipotle, or I must determine that it's not good for me to eat the chicken at Chipotle. And at that point I have an option. I can either be hungry or eat the chicken, right? But standing in line indecisively is not really an option. And that's what Anthony's kind of proposing here. And that's what some Christians propose. And it's not its not really a proposal that we can follow. Listen, if I had determined that day that I did not want to eat the chicken, if I had judged that I would go somewhere else to eat, at that point, I've made a judgment, right? If I ever want to eat food ever in my life, at some point, I'm going to have to make a judgment call about food. I may be able to delay that judgment for a while, but eventually at some point, some form of judgment is going to be required of me. And in the same way, you may want to delay judgment on people and that's fine. But at some point in your life, if you want to work with other people or have relationships with other humans or do anything that involves other people, at some point, judgment upon people is going to be required of you in one way or another. And all I'm saying is that in those moments, 
Make sure you are as fair as possible to that person. Make sure you examine all of the evidence that's available to you and that you don't allow your pre-existing biases or prejudices or preconceived notions to influence that. That you don't judge someone based on things you assume about them or things that have been said about them, but that you judge someone based on the quality of evidence that's put in front of you. Now listen, there are times in my life where I'm not obligated to make a judgment, right? There are times where it's plausible to just punt, right? To pass and say, I don't have to make a judgment, so I'm not going to. And in those moments, if you choose to do that, that's perfectly okay. Like it's perfectly acceptable to not pass a judgment, all right? We're not required to judge. I'm simply saying that you're going to be forced to judge lots of times, right? The moments where you can afford to never judge are extremely rare, particularly in any kind of relationship. Anytime I correspond with someone, anytime I work with someone, anytime I dialogue with someone, anytime I'm pretty much doing anything with with another human, I'm going to be forced to come to conclusions about that person, all right? In the vast majority of relationships, any relationship of any kind, there's going to be moments where I need to determine, do I trust this person? Do I want to spend time with this person, right? Do I want to share this thing with this person? Do I want to have a conversation with this person? Do I want to give this person the responsibilities of these things? Like, I'm always going to have moments when I have to determine how close I want to get with someone and how much I want to trust someone. We're all going to have moments when we have to determine what we think about another individual. That is a foregone conclusion. We're going to have to do it. Jesus simply tells us to make sure we do it in the same way that he would have done it. That we make sure we judge people in a way that honors them, that keep, that that keeps their dignity intact and ultimately glorifies God, makes him look good. In those moments when we're forced to make conclusions about people in our minds or in our lives, it is essential that we do it as fairly and as righteously as possible. Now, of course, it is important to note that sometimes the judgments and the conclusions that we come to aren't going to be accurate, even if they're fair. And we have to remember that all of our conclusions, before we ever act on them outwardly, we make them in our mind first, right? Before we ever talk to someone, we've concluded some things about them. Before we even speak out loud, before we even act upon those judgments. It is important to mention that many times, in many situations, we make judgments about people by accident. We allow our preconceived notions and our biases to impact what we think about a person. This is what racial prejudice is all about, right? People have biases against a particular race, and when they meet someone of that race, they automatically assume that person is like that. They've concluded that person, right? So that we see this in prevalent in in part, part you know parts of the United States where where our African and bro- African American and our black brothers are are being looked down upon by certain people based upon racial prejudices. That's an unfair judgment. It's an unrighteous judgment. Jesus speaks against this. That's why racial prejudice is wrong, right? Listen, with all that stated, it's important to remember, I've said this probably at least 10 times in this episode already, make sure we judge fairly. Now, I just want to touch on one last thing before I close out this episode, uh, something that that Anthony mentioned about the story of Joseph. Uh, Joseph was the guy, if you're not familiar, you read in the book of Genesis through uh, chapters, uh, chapter 37 through 50, the life of Joseph was a young boy, one of the youngest brothers of, uh, he had several older brothers and they, they, they hated him. Many of them were jealous of him because he was his dad's favorite. His dad was Jacob. But his brother, Joseph's brothers were, were jealous of Joseph. They hated him. So they sold him into slavery. They judged that he should be sold into slavery because they hated him and they wanted to get rid of him. It was very self-serving. They weren't judging him in a way that was helpful to him or to other people. It was self-serving and self-motivated. 
Now, God, in his perfect sovereignty, he works this whole thing out. And we see in Genesis 50 that Joseph, talking to his brothers, tells him, listen, you meant this for evil, but God meant this for good. Like, they did something that was evil. They're trying to get rid of him. Uh, but but and if you don't know the story, basically, he gets sold into slavery in Egypt. And over the course of several decades, he works his way up. He ends up being second in command of all of Egypt, which was the most powerful country in the world at the time. Because the governor over Egypt, the only person over him was Pharaoh, which they believed to be the God-man. And he ends up uh, being able to rescue lots of people. And then many years later, his brothers, who because of a famine, they make their way down to Egypt. And they end up you know, having this crazy, seemingly chance meeting. It wasn't chance, it was God. But it would seem to be this chance meeting with their brother. And years later, they're corresponding with their brother. And, and Joseph is telling him, listen, you sold me into slavery because you hated me. And, and you wanted to get rid of me. But God was orchestrating all these things for my good and for the good of the people. B- because Joseph was the governor, because he was second in command of Egypt, he was able to rescue and save the lives of lots of people, including the people of Israel. The, 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 the descendants of Jacob, the Jewish people, were rescued and they didn't die in the famine because of Joseph's position. So Anthony is saying, Hey, listen, you're telling them to, you know, you're telling people to judge, but if Joseph's brothers had judged rightly, then they wouldn't have sold Joseph into slavery. So you're telling me that it's okay to sin and do wicked and evil things just because God might work it out for good? Anthony, with all due respect, your logic is, is flawed. Let me point out the reason why. The important thing to remember is that the brothers of Joseph were not looking out for Joseph's best interest. They were looking out for their own interest, right? See, whenever we make judgments of other people, is imperative that we keep their best interest in mind or the best interest of the most amount of people. Our judgments should not be self-seeking. Now, if Joseph's brothers had not sinned against Joseph and not sold him into slavery, I am quite confident that God would have found some other mechanism to rescue his people. Just because God worked it out good doesn't mean they were right. They were wrong in what they did, and we should not follow their example. I am very confident that God would have found another way for Joseph to become governor of Egypt or some other way to rescue his people. Because God has purposes and no one can thwart his purposes, Job says. Job 42, verses 1 through 6 and verse 11. Make it clear that nothing can thwart the purposes of God. See, God promises to work all things together for the good of those who love him. It's Romans 8, right? And even when people make bad choices, even when, when humans make bad judgments or evil choices, God is still at work. God is still big enough to work it out. But that doesn't mean that people should be allowed to make evil choices, right? Like Joseph's brothers were wrong and God held them accountable for that. But God is still able to work because God is awesome. God is big. God is strong. God is is grace. God is love. God is all these things. The fact that he worked that out in the end is, is not the evidence that we shouldn't judge, right? Just because God is able to work it out doesn't mean you're off the hook. It's really important to remember that. Last thought, I want to say this. At the end of the email, Anthony said, why don't you ask God? And I think, I think he doesn't realize that he's assuming that I haven't asked God, right? He's saying, why don't you ask God before you make those judgments? Well, Anthony, again, you're assuming that I haven't made those, that I haven't asked God before I made those judgments. You are coming to a conclusion about me. In your email, Anthony, he made an assessment about me. The assumption, the conclusion was that Kenny doesn't pray or ask God before he makes those judgments. And that is an unfair judgment because I was never asked. Someone should ask, Kenny, do you pray before you make judgments? Well, the answer is as much as I can, I do. I make a wholehearted effort in my life to do so. 
Now, let me speak clearly to Anthony. Listen, I'm not mad at you. I'm not angry. I'm not, I'm not attacking you. I'm just trying to make the point that you made a judgment of me in your email, but I don't think you even realize it. You see, all of us fall victim victim to this occasionally. It is so easy for all of us to accidentally pass judgments on people without even realizing. All of us come to conclusions and all of us make assessments about people every single day. And, and sometimes they're inadvertent, right? The overall bottom line is simply this. Every day we're faced with opportunities to make conclusions about people. Every day we're faced with a chance to assess people. When we judge wrongly, we always end up hurting people. Always. Friendships get fractured. The gospel is 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 damaged in some ways, like or the reputation of the gospel. Like there's always wrong and bad things that come about when we judge inappropriately. We want to avoid this as much as possible. But it is important to remember that we do and we are forced to make judgments every day. There's a wrong way to judge. There's a right way to judge. Let's make sure we do it in the right way, in the most Christ-honoring way possible, that we give people fair chance to prove themselves, that we don't allow our prejudices and our biases to play a role when we're judging people, and that we always keep in mind two major things, the best interest of other people and the best interest of the kingdom of God, of the gospel. When we make judgments, we should not be looking out for ourselves. We should be looking out for the betterment of others and more importantly, the glory of God. That's the appropriate form of judgment. Man, I sure hope this episode has been helpful and insightful and bring clarity to the previous episode. Uh, I apologize if at any point I seem combative toward my listener, my regular listener, Anthony. It's not my desire. Anthony, I am thankful for your email. Thank you for your listenership. Thank you for your downloads. I really greatly appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for your email. And I, I just wanted to respond in the clearest and most direct way possible. I hope this episode did that effectively. If you're listening to this and you have a question that you'd like to have answered on the podcast, uh, maybe a topic I haven't addressed yet, or maybe you listened to an episode and you didn't like some of the things I said, please feel free to shoot me an email. I promise I'll read it. I'll correspond with you and I will do an episode on on that topic if you like. You can shoot me an email at heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Or you can reach me on Twitter. You can find me at Kenneth Ortiz. It's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. I love Twitter. Feel free to connect with me there. As always, our intro and outro theme music has been I'm Shipping Up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm a star!